Welcome everyone to our worship service at the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village for this Sunday, November 28th, 2021. We're so glad that you have joined us for worship, whether you're here present with masks on, keeping uh, healthy and safe as best as we know how at this point, or whether you're joining us online, we are glad that you are with us, and we pray that God's Spirit will be touching you today and nurturing you as you move into this time of preparation for Christmas. A few reminders of some things going on that you may want to take advantage of. Today at 4.30, we are having our Advent event. Um, whether you have signed up or not, you are welcome to come. Crafts, activities, the traditional lighting of the crash to go on at 5.30. So come at 4.30 and be present um, if you feel comfortable doing that. We hope you do. Two Advent studies are being offered. One is called Illuminated Retreat by Jan Richardson. Another is... Finding Faith in the Grinch Story. Um, both would be good for adults. Don't let the Grinch thing scare you away. Uh, the Illuminated Retreat is an email thing that we are doing. Um, and the Grinch is a Wednesday at 10 a.m. in the morning thing that we are doing. Although the retreat also has a afternoon discussion on Wednesday if you want to be a part of that. So if you're a little bit confused about that, just contact Rachel and she'll help to get you uh, connected to either of those opportunities to send yourself for Advent. We've already started our Christmas gift market. Uh, the order forms are online for you, also are outside for you. After worship today, if you want to connect with Kathy to uh, move yourself along in that process, she and her helpers will be outside. Village Voices are singing, actually, this next weekend, Friday and Saturday. You'll notice that in the announcement that has gone out through the church. But if you haven't gotten that, Friday is at 8 and Saturday is at 2.30. It's here in the sanctuary. Tickets are $25 at the door or 20 if you get the ticket online through villagevoices.com. Um, it will only be $20 beforehand. And one last thing, another reminder for your uh, increased stewardship to support the ministries of the church. We're coming down to the end of the year where we make clear for ourselves what we anticipate to be our situation for the next year. And so if you are intending to help to empower Christ's ministries in our midst for 2022, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your intention, whether it's a pledge or just an uh, intent to support. Let us know um, how you intend to undergird the ministries of the church so we know how well we can step out in ministry with costs for this next year. We're looking at the stories within the story, this Advent Christmas tide, exploring through sketches that I've written what might have been going on behind the biblical scenes with which we are most familiar with this holy season. Today we begin this theatrical sermonic series of sketches with a dialogue sermon between your pastors as to what is up with all this end time kind of stuff that we hear about in scripture that we are even told Jesus said something about. The scripture passages that we hear that set the stage for Advent are somewhat challenging and maybe not what we typically think of as the stepping stone to a joyous season. So Rachel and I will look at that this morning as a way of kicking off our series of sketches for Advent. So then let us center ourselves and prepare ourselves for worship. The season of Advent is upon us. Advent is the season of preparation for Christmas. It is a season to slow down, take a good look around you to find the story within the story. The story of Emmanuel, God within us, and who was invited to welcome Emmanuel into the world. These stories bring us peace in the midst of a busy season. They make our world a bit brighter. 
light this first candle of Advent, seeking peace as we hear anew the story of Emmanuel from the stories within. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we pause this season to seek you, to see your light, and to prepare to receive the peace you provide. Help us see ourselves in the stories within the story. Amen. 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 please and let us join our spirits together in prayer. O God of ancient Israel and all the nations, with expectant hearts, we your people await Christ's coming. As once he came in humility, so now may he come in glory, that we may make all things perfect in your everlasting kingdom. For he is Lord forever and ever. Amen. Good morning. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? <laughs> it is wonderful to see you in worship. I'm going to give you guys a heads up right now. Each week I'm going to give you a pop quiz, and I didn't give you a heads up today, but did anyone notice what the theme of today's candle was? Candace, you're not allowed to respond. Mark. Oh, we are in Advent. Good answer. We are in Advent. What does Advent mean? Oh, you want to try? Go for it. The holidays. That's right. We are preparing for Christmas. We are anticipating what is going to come with Christmas. Now, I will give you today's answer because I didn't give you a heads up ahead of time. Next week, pay attention to, actually, we're, I think we're going to have someone standing here doing it. Pay attention to who's lighting the Advent candles and what they say while they're lighting because it might give you a clue of what the theme for the day is. Today's theme is peace. Now, if you grew up in the Catholic Church, you're going to tell me that today is not the day for peace. And that's okay. We're doing things a little bit different here this year, and that's all right. So our theme is peace today. And I want to know from our kids, where do you experience peace in your life? Okay, Mark, your hand was up first. In your room playing games on your computer, okay. All right, Lainey. Being nice to your sister, I like that one. All right, Luke, did you have something or you want to keep it to yourself?
decorating for Christmas is a moment of finding peace. By the time we get there at the end, I find peace. The chaos of rearranging the house and everything else is not exactly peaceful for me. But I got to tell you, when I can sit, when it's dark and the Christmas tree lights are on, and I can enjoy a nice cup of coffee or hot cocoa, that's a moment of peace for me. When I can just pause and reflect and to think about the light that comes into the world at Christmas. So as we anticipate what Christmas means to us, and as we prepare for Christmas, I invite you to think about how you can experience peace in your life, not just this week, but throughout the whole season, and maybe even longer than that. I know your parents would appreciate that, but um, will you guys join me in a moment of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today, and thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for the opportunity to slow down and find your peace. Be with us in this season. Amen. All right, have fun at Sunday school, those of you that are here. Awesome and almighty God, please listen to your children praying. Hear our pleas to you, our requests and our celebrations, the moments where we just come to you humbly and say thank you for the many blessings in our lives. Lord, we are approaching Christmas. Help us to not run at such a breakneck speed that we lose focus on what Christmas is all about. Help us to keep our eyes centered on you, focused on Emmanuel, God with us, the fact that you chose to live among us, to teach us your ways, and to invite us into relationship with you to build your kingdom here on earth. Be with us this day and always as we continue to seek your guidance, to find your wisdom, and to live in your light and truth. This day we lift up prayers for those that are struggling emotionally right now, Lord. In the midst of Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, we're told that it's the happiest time of the year, but we know that for some that is not the case. We ask you to be with us with, regardless of what our emotional state is and to help us to remember that your love is big enough for all of those feelings, that we can find joy and sadness at the same time. Help us to walk through those moments that feel dark and help us to see the light that you are shining on us. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Julie Elgener, Susanna Judd Newkirk, and Cheryl Allen, who are all recovering from surgery. Be with them in the healing process. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Ann Kennedy, who was badly injured in a car accident a couple of weeks ago. Be with her in the healing process, which sounds like it's going to be a slow process, 
and let her know that in the midst of all of it, that you are offering her comfort and offering her peace. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We take a moment this day to lift up the prayers that are on our hearts. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. Offer us peace in this day of peace as we set our eyes on the Advent journey in preparation of your love and presence in our lives. We pray all of this saying the prayer that your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
is from Matthew 24, verses 36 to 44. You might want to go there and read a little bit before what I'm reading or a little bit after and get a, uh, a richer sense of the tone that Jesus is talking about and how he's participating in sharing the uh, traditional apocalyptic kind of vision that's a part of his uh, faith. But here are these words for our reading today. <clears throat> but about that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, not even the Son, only the Father. As things were in Noah's days, so will they be when the Son of Man comes. In the days before the flood, they ate and drank and married until that day that Noah went into the ark and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. This is how it will be when the Son of Man comes. Then there will be two men in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women grinding at the mill, one will be taken, the other left. Keep awake, for you know not on what day your Lord is to come. Remember, if the householder had known at what time of night the burglar was coming, he would have kept awake and not have left his home to be broken into. Hold yourselves ready, therefore, because the Son of Man will come at the time you least expect him. Well, there you have it. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The season of Advent is upon us. Advent is a season of preparation for Christmas. It is a season to slow down, take a good look around you. What? Are you kidding? It may be for you empty nesters with well-managed lives, but for me, it's hustle and bustle. Crazy late hours, erratic sleep, errands upon errands, bills, indigestion, headaches, and oh my gosh, the backache. So when you talk about carrying that Christmas tree down from the attic last night, oh my goodness. <laughs> Did I say bills? No sleep? Headaches? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the spirit of the Christmas season, like everybody else. But let's just be honest here. Christmas is exhausting. Well, uh, yes, as you've <laughs> illustrated so well. The chaos surrounding Christmas can put us all on a, a bit of an edge. Though it is all too easy to fall into the trap of crazed consumerism, there is an alternative, you know. Rather than allowing the Christmas season of our society to run you over, you can choose to make the Advent season a truly holy and special time. A time to slow down, a time for renewal and awareness, a time to get our hearts ready for the birth of the baby, the Christ child. The stories of Christmas are familiar to many of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angels, Mary, Joseph, wise men, and shepherds. Yeah, we've heard this story before. Yes, uh, that's just about it, isn't it? These stories, they, they are very familiar, whether we're a clergy, whether we're a layperson, or whether we're really just a person in the community that's going shopping at Macy's. You're hearing the carols, you know a little bit about the stories. Well, so Rachel and I thought, even though they're all so very familiar, that maybe we would benefit if we took a fresh look at them from the perspective of the characters in the story. 
What did all this commotion in the rural communities of the first century Palestine feel like to those who were living it? How might John the Baptist, for example, have perceived the changes that were about to take place? What was going through poor, young, betrothed Mary's mind when the angel suddenly appeared to her? And what about Joseph and his decision? Well, so over the next weeks, we're going to take a closer look at these stories, trying to understand the characters a, a little bit more, and then looking at what these stories might be saying to us today. That sounds like a good idea. I, for one, and I think all of us, would like to figure a few things out about this Christmas story. So it would be good to start this series off with the big kahunga, with God, right? The one behind it all. Anything might be, well, well, not grand enough. So let's start it off with, with God's story. In the Christmas story, we see God gloriously and graciously reaching out to embrace and redeem God's people. From the beginning of creation, God is seen reaching out, seeking out, embracing the people, the sheep of God's pasture. God's movement throughout the sweep of history focuses in now to this particular time we call Christmas, to the sweet little baby Jesus. Well, that sounds very nice, and certainly we ought to give God respect. But wait a second here. Before we all fall into a diabetic coma from a sugar overdose, let's get real. Don't you think you sound a little syrupy sweet with all of this stuff? God doing this and God doing that, God reaching out, God seeking, God embracing, cute little baby Jesus. You know, when it comes to Christmas, a lot of people feel disconnected from God. We feel pretty lonely, pretty much unloved, and kind of lost. Church has got to talk about the real world here. We're worn out, we're harried, confused, and confounded. Christmas is coming, and we need some peace. We need to be uplifted. That's why we're here, to be touched, to be comforted. Yet, what do our ears hear this morning but some scripture that sounds like the sheep? You say God is going to care for being sent to the slaughter. What's going on in this scripture? It really sounds depressing to me. With this end-time destruction of the world business, Explain it to me. Well, yeah, yeah. Today's scripture can be a little frightening, especially when you read all of these verses that are a part of what I read this morning. It speaks about the end of the world, frankly, the end of the world as we know it. The scripture describes a, a time of, of great uncertainty. It describes a God that works without our consent, a God that comes like a thief in the night, We'd like to think we have a little more of a handle on God than that, that God was a, a little bit more reasonable or, or perhaps a little bit more predictable. The scripture says that no one knows the day or the hour that God will appear. Only that God will appear and that we better be ready. Well, I don't know if that sounds reassuring to you, but it doesn't comfort me. This end of time stuff may be part of our Christian tradition, but it's scary if you really believe it. And you know what? I see a lot of people around that seem to be believing it. It does seem that the end is coming. What's this? <laughs> I mean... 
The short time that I've walked the earth, we have experienced a hole being burned in the ozone, the global warming and glacier melting, El Nino, La Nina, tsunamis, hurricanes, famines, fires, floods, earthquakes, volcanoes, wars, diseases and plagues, pandemic. What with all of this happening, it seems like the end is here, now. What, wasn't it too long ago that the millennialists were spreading fear? Don't you ever wonder what's really going on? What if this really is the time, the end time? And you know, it's not just us religious types. Even the secular folk are into this fear. The wars in all in all of the places over the world, the ceaseless terrorist bombings, the pandemic, everyone's on edge. Did I mention the pandemic? Mm. One hurricane after another wrecking the Gulf Coast, fires on our hillsides. Who can sleep? It's not just me on this panic stuff. I heard that even the survivalists are in a panic over the end time stuff. They're stocking up on food and ammunition and putting barbed wires around their property. It's not just the survivalists. I read in the papers of those religious zealot types, those good old boys whose, whose God speaks to them so often, well, even these guys are in a tizzy over this Middle Eastern stuff. They believe God is behind the crisis and is using the crisis to usher in the end time. It's the rapture. It's really going to happen. It's for real. You, you seem a bit wound up there, Rachel, a little tight, kind of like a drum. I think we're going to need a little counseling help, don't you think, with our friend here? I think she's gone off the deep end. As far as this end of the world stuff goes, well, I think you may need to just take a breath. Yes, the times they are changing, but I don't think it's anything to panic about. The earth has always suffered from natural disasters. People have always speculated that the earthquake, the famine, the flood, well, that they were a sign of God's disfavor. Wars, well, they're a human problem. Climate change, look in the mirror and you'll see the culprit. We've got ourselves in this mess. I, I suppose, I hope, we'll figure a way around it. Yes, things might even get worse. Might even get worse before they get better. But I don't think it is really a sign of the end of the world. Jesus taught that no one will know the day or the hour that God will come. Now, many out there claim to know when God is coming, but that is simply not faithful to biblical teaching. There is power in knowing. I get it, particularly if you are the first to know. But as far as it relates to the end-of-time business... Well, no one knows, and, and anyone that claims to know is simply speculating and then circulating their rumors. It's gossip. It's religious gossip, which I think is the worst kind of gossip. The truth is, the truth that Jesus taught is that no one knows. Join the club, he says. No one knows when or how God will come. So we've just got to stay tuned, prepare ourselves for God's coming whenever it might be. We've got to live in the light of what we already know about God, about God's love for us and for all people. Jesus did not talk about the end time to, well, to scare us. No, Jesus talked 
us to be aware of the end times so that we might, well, always live our lives as if God was coming tomorrow. If we always seek to know God, if we always seek to love our neighbor, then we'll be ready. We will be ready for God to show up anytime. So relax, relax. God loves you. Be at peace. When God comes to you, when God comes to, well, to all of us, God will bring us a sense of peace, of hope, of of joy, a sense of love that we have only now begun to grasp. This, I think, is what Christmas is all about. God coming to us in the midst of our harried and and sometimes out-of-sort lives. God coming to us in, in the form of a baby. God coming to us to show us love, real life-sustaining, life-changing love. This is Christmas. God coming to start something new, something glorious, not God coming to destroy the world. Okay, I'll take a deep breath. Breathe in peace. Breathe out panic. Center myself in God's calming presence. Mm -hmm. This is seeming pretty good. All right now. What's all this about being ready? Ready for what? And what are we supposed to do to get ready? Well, you're, you're already doing it. Start by centering yourself more on God and less on all that other stuff that demands our attention. Set aside all those other claims that pretend to be more important than God. Spend some time centering on God. Consider Christmas from from God's point of view. With the birth of Christ, God was reaching out to show us one more time just how much God loves us. At Christmas, God becomes one of us so that we might know God just a little bit better. At Christmas, God comes to us in the form of a baby. Well, so, so how do we get ready? Well, let's see. We're preparing for the birth of a baby. We've had some experience with this. Most of us have. You have. Just apply it to your faith. First, we've got to clear out some space, make room for this baby. The baby will need a nursery, a place to grow and be nurtured. Is there room in your lives for a baby? How do you make space for God to dwell within you? The baby will also need our attention and our time, that's for sure, right? In our Chaotic calendar, do we have any time left for a baby? You might want to pull out your smartphone and look at your calendar and see if you can squeeze in some time. Set aside some some daily time to get ready for the birth of Christ in your life. Advent is the season for getting ready for the birth of the baby. 
getting our hearts and our minds, well, and our whole lives adjusted so that we are ready to receive the Christ. The moment he peeks his head into our world. Wow, okay, this is good. So my focus in the next few weeks is just to get ready to make more room for Christ in my life. Um, I can see that this is going to take some reordering and letting go. I feel like I've got a million things to do between now and Christmas. Mm. If I'm going to really slow down and make room for Christ in my life, I've got to let go of all of those crazy making so-called Christmas demands on my life. In fact, if I could slow down and look around a bit this Christmas, I'd see that God does have things pretty much in hand. There's no need for my panic. I think there's something in what you're saying that's good news for us today. Christmas is supposed to be about Christ. Christ is all about love and hope and joy and peace. Mm -hmm. Wow, have we been barking up the wrong tree with all of this Christmas chaos? Okay, everyone with me, let's take a deep breath. Breathe in, peace. Breathe out, panic. Let's all take that breath again. Breathe in, peace. And breathe out, panic. Christmas, Christmas spirit, spirit, we, we welcome, welcome you. you. Amen. Amen.
Advent season as we breathe in peace and let go of stress, as we breathe in calm and let go of chaos, we have the opportunity to give thanks to a God who brings light to the darkness, who invites us to be in relationship with God. And we have the opportunity to say thank you. As we receive the gift of music in just a moment, we have the opportunity to contemplate how we might respond and give that thanksgiving, maybe in the form of tithes, gifts, and offering to help the church bring this proclamation of good news to our community in ways that will transform the lives of others as they hear the stories within the stories. Amen. This service has been a blessing to you as we enter our Advent season. Relax a bit and settle back into God's loving embrace as you wait with anticipation for this wonder of wonders. Be at peace. Be open to the wonder. Wait patiently. Let me remind you, you have a couple opportunities upcoming today at 4.30. Come down to the church and enjoy uh, preparing for Advent in our traditional way with some activities and the lighting of the crush. Remember, there are two Advent studies uh, afoot that you can participate in starting this week. Contact Pastor Rachel if you don't see it readily for yourself on the e-blast you've gotten from the church. And remember, next weekend, uh, Village Voices gets back at it and helps us to enjoy a Christmas. Be safe, stay healthy, and know that you are loved. Amen. Mm -hmm.